Welcome back to a late night free basketball episode edition. We're not doing any intro or anything. We have to get right into what just happened tonight. We just came off of two. One was really interesting game and one was shockingly terrible game. Before I do that, let me actually bring in the other people on this episode with me. One, Mr. Daniel Greer. Are you still alive or awake? I'm, a, I'm awake and alive. I'm ready to okay, go, I was, baby. I, was about to, I thought you were about to say, I'm awake but not alive. And I was going to ask follow-up how that was possible. <laughs> but, nope. <laughs> the other person, Mr. Cody Holsey. You all right? How are you doing? I'm great, man. I have an announcement to make straight off of Magic Johnson's Twitter. <laughs> the Nuggets had two superstars, Jamal Murray with 40 points and Jokic with the triple-double, 16, 22, and 13. Outplayed and dominated Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, who combined for 24 points. Surprise face emoji. Thanks, Magic. <laughs> that was a Magic Johnson update brought to you by... Coldy Holes, Coldy Holesry. But let's talk about that series real quick. No one in the world would have thought the Denver Nuggets not only would beat the Clippers, but come back from 3-1 again. And then in Game 7, dominate them like we just saw them dominate. Final score of 104-89. to Daniel, immediate thoughts or thoughts that you had during the game. So... The end thought was that Paul George had less field goals made tonight than picks that were traded to obtain him, which is he had four (laughs) shots made and they traded five picks for him. So I don't know how that math is, but that's probably not good. And (laughs) I don't know what you do with them in the future, but Damn, that's trade for Chris Paul. <laughs> yeah, do they trade three picks and Paul George to get Chris Paul? Like, I don't know how you do that. So, Cody, did I, you get to watch the game in its entirety? Uh, not in its entirety, but I saw pieces of it. What were your thoughts? Uh, what What are your thoughts after that loss? Well, maybe that's a bad way to say it because I think everyone thought the Clippers would win. Like, what did think you everyone. think about? The Denver Nuggets winning. I thought that it made sense. Really? Because yes. Get out. Get out. Because I did. Show yourself Beca- out. Because the Clippers, the Clippers, had everything to lose in this game. All year, people have talked about how it's going to be the Clippers and the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Regardless of like what's actually happening, there is actual pressure on the Clippers there. And the Nuggets are playing with nothing to lose. They're not supposed to be there. They've come back down from 3-1 in two series. If they lose, they're supposed to. They go back to they go out of the bubble and they come back next year ready to like do work and and get better and build on the success that they've had. But like the Clippers were supposed to like this is like a make or break year for the Clippers. Like they have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George on what? They have them this year next year? They have yeah. Kawhi, yeah, for next year for sure. And yeah. he could move on immediately. And then after that, he just, you know, mercenary. He just, oh, I don't like this situation. And then he goes and plays for the Lakers. Yeah. It or, does. Whatever, or, or whatever. Like, this is the worst outcome for the Clippers. And I just feel like there's so much pressure. And another another issue is, like, 
the Clippers didn't play together all year until like the bubble. That is, I'm glad and you brought then, that up. Even then, they didn't play all together because they didn't have Pat Bev for a while. They didn't have Montrezl Harrell for a while. Uh, they didn't have Lou Williams for a while. Like they had all kinds of they had guys in and out of the rotation and never really had like the continuity that some of these other teams have, specifically the Nuggets. You bring that up, and that's a great point because so far that has been the PR stance from the Clippers players and coaches so far. Right? This is our first year. We uh we wanted to you know our goal was a championship, which is the goal of every NBA team. So that's stupid. Right. <laughs> but we didn't have the chemistry. Like Lou Williams already in the press game or in the post game presser said that we just didn't have the chemistry. Paul George kind of echoed the same thoughts. They made shots. We didn't have the chemistry. It's our first year. Like, sorry, but you kind of built, you know, this quote-unquote super team, or at least you thought you did. They were basically really the only built super team in the offseason, I would say. And it blew up in their face. And well, I mean, the Lakers. It was AD and LeBron, right? Like it wasn't like they built. All, they brought like the Clippers brought in basically well, a whole Lakers new roster. For Anthony Davis. Yeah, but they didn't bring in eight other players to complement with everyone else. So this was just such a hodgepodge mix, and I get why they would go for that excuse. Well, chemistry, but the fact is, they got their butts beat by a Denver right. Nuggets team who. They were in this spot last year, the Nuggets. They were a game seven, and it came down to the final minute against the Blazers. People forget about this. Everybody acts like the Nuggets just came on the scene and no one knew that they were actually good at basketball. And the Nuggets did this last year. They won a first-round game seven series against the Spurs. Probably should have lost that in the first uh, in game seven. Then they took the Blazers to seven and could have pulled that out, but they lost in the final two minutes. They could have been in the Western Conference Finals last year. So this year they actually get it. Now it's a lot more dramatic, obviously, since they were down 3-1. They do this in back-to-back series. I mean, I kind of think it's the whole point that the Clippers, the whole bubble playoff, and really their whole season was about scheduled losses, right? Like load management, Kawhi, you take this. Okay, you take this week. It's kind of like a divorce, you know, splitting the kids. Yeah, like. All right, all right, Paul George, you take off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Kawhi, I'll take off Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Like, that's kind of how their year was this year. And they did this with playoff series, too, especially with the uh, Mavericks in the first round. All right, we won the first three. We'll take game four off. We'll close them in five. They did this with the Nuggets in this series. And the Nuggets, they got their confidence and just rode it. How do you lose game two to the Nuggets? Mm. Like, the Clippers should have swept the series. If they win game two, it's a sweep. It's done. Yeah. You don't do that. You win game three because you're like, oh, crap, that wasn't – we were supposed to win game two and take game three off. Instead, we lost game two, so now we got to play in game three. They win game three and game four. Game five and six, they're up by what? 20 plus points in both games deep into the second half or midway through the third quarters and choke both of those like it it kind of felt as I was watching the game from the beginning they started out 
Um, they were up, I think, by eight to ten points on the Nuggets. And I honestly think the the Clippers thought that the Nuggets were going to roll over, play dead. Well, we did what we could. Here you go, Clippers. Just go on your way to advance to play the Lakers, just like the NBA wants. The Nuggets had other plans. And I think the Clippers were just did not take them seriously and got caught. And they yep. deserve every bit of slander that they are going to receive because they took the Nuggets lightly, took the foot off the gas, and got beat and got absolutely embarrassed. Every player on that roster deserves every bit of slander that they get over the next couple weeks. Now, Daniel, do you put a lot of blame on this, on the players, for how kind of like I described that season being for them? Or do you put this more on coach? Like, is there something Doc Rivers and his quote-unquote stellar assistant coach ranks that he has? <laughs> I mean, can you put that a little bit on Doc? So I don't I don't put a lot of stock in Doc anyway, and that rhymed. Uh, hey. But, and I, I just don't think he's a good coach. But realistically, I don't put it on Doc uh, for the simple fact that if you yourself as a professional athlete, let alone lower than that, can't get yourself up for games like this, for a game six, for a game five, that's on you, just being very honest. And so, yes, he could have called some stuff and changed some stuff up and adjusted, but a lot of times when you do that, you actually do – it works opposite of what you're trying to go for. And a lot of times these guys will uh, kind of fight back against, you know, you changing stuff. So I, I would say I, I don't know what he could have done and besides coming out of timeouts and doing different plays, maybe. But if you need to be rallied at a, as a professional, 25 to 35-year-old player, however old these guys are, I, I, there's something about you. And I think that's realistically – you're going to look at this team next year, and this might be one of the biggest bust teams that there is because Montrez Harrell, who knows? His stock is so down now. Is he coming back next year on a one-year deal just so he can get paid if he plays well next year? Um, if their team doesn't do well next year, does Kawhi and PG jump ship? So. I put that on them, and I think that, yes, they'll still get paid, and they won't be affected money-wise, but, man, I don't know if they're ever looked at the same after that showing they just had because that was embarrassing, absolutely embarrassing. Well, the, the thing about, you know, pandemic P, first year it's chemistry, <laughs> blah, 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 this is kind of like the story of his career, right? Like he does this in playoff series. Like, right. he completely right. bombs certain games when you just can't have it. And it's not like that is going to change next year. So next year, when the pressure is even doubled from what it is this year, even though it is a weird circumstance, it's not like the pressure is right. going to get easier. Is he going to all of a sudden start coming through at age 30 or 31? I don't think so. Yeah. But I, how much of a difference do you think it will be next year if there's an actual, we have fans, do the Nuggets still do this, we think? Cody, do you think they'd still do this if we had real home court advantage? I mean, 
aren't the Nuggets one of the best home teams at home in the league? Yeah, but I mean, they still have oh, to go to the yeah, Clippers. Yeah, but they would have been playing in L.A. Yeah, that's true. But are the L.A. Clippers games even home games? Don't they play? They play in the Staples Center. It's the Lakers right now. So you don't think um, it'd be much of a difference? Like, we had said before this whole bubble restart when we did our predictions that something weird and goofy was going to happen, right? And mm-hmm. a team going back-to-back winning a down 3-1 deficit series is about the goofiest thing you could ever have and the weirdest thing you could ever have because it has never happened in NBA history. So is this just an anomaly? Are right. the Clippers no, I definitely just, think the bubble... You think the bubble affected it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I definitely think, like, the... Like, I definitely think playing the bubble has helped Jamal Murray. Hmm. So you think next year? Like it seems like it's Clippers return everybody. We actually have fans. We get through this pandemic. We have fans. Clippers. Everything will be okay because they'll have that advantage. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I just I think it's optimistic to think that fans will be back and then they'll be. That's that's my that was gonna be my thing is I I don't think fans. I think that's. I don't think fans very are very optimistic. Yeah, I don't think fans are back next year. And if they are, it's going to be a smaller percentage. So I don't know how you gain really a, a I guess, a home court advantage when you have half of the place filled up. Because how loud can that really be? So yeah, I, I think that this is this might be an issue that kind of cripples the the Clippers franchise for the next few years, especially if they leave. Oh, it could cripple. It'll cripple them for a decade. Yeah. Because if Kawhi and yeah. Paul George leave, they have no picks, like you just said. None. They have no first round picks for like seven years. So any chance? They any are. Chance, it's just kind of rumored. Not rumored. I'm making this up. Thin air. Any <laughs> chance that they get through the first half of next year and we play a, a normal season through the first half? And trade deadline comes, and they they just don't feel comfortable with the team this year. That they're still kind of hit or miss, you know. They're kind of taking games off, and they kind of feel the same way. Does the GM or Steve Ballmer or whoever pull the trigger and trade both Kawhi and Paul George for a fresh start? Even though the only issue is you're gonna have the money issue, but maybe they can flip them for a few, you know, four or five draft picks, and maybe not cripple themselves because they're afraid that they're gonna walk after the end of the year. I I don't think so. They have pushed their chips all yeah, into the center. <clears throat> they have to do. They have to see this through. If it fails, yeah. then they are failures forever. Doc Rivers, you might as well. If they don't, if they don't win, and next year, Doc Rivers oh, has gone. signed his death warrant. He's yep. done, and yep. he's gone. And whoever that GM is, who green light got the green light to make that move, he's done. It will be a clean sweep of everybody in that organization if this fails. If the, this is truly a championship or bust scenario next year for the Clippers and it's very very bleak but one final thing about the Nuggets before we move on to Celtics heat real quick I felt like the kind of momentum shifter that changed things for the Nuggets was Gary Harris coming back and they still without Will Barton 
I need to know where Will Barton is and if he can come back because we're going to talk about this Lakers Nuggets series here in a second. If Will Barton comes back, I mean, that's big for the Nuggets. Gives them just another piece, another variable. The way Gary Harris came in and just changed the complexion for the Nuggets in the Jazz series, late in that series, to what he did now in the Clippers series to help them, I I think it's the swing of the Nuggets playoffs. If they don't get Gary Harris back, I think they lose to the Jazz first round. We're not talking like this. So wow. Gary Harris has been a huge piece for them that's come back from injury, and I'm hoping we get to see some Will Barton. But let's shift to the Celtics and Heat game. Game one was tonight. We dropped our episode yesterday talking about the series. I predicted that the Celtics would win game one. But, of course, Jason Tatum had to take an awful 30-footer and go to overtime, and the Heat, Bam Adebayo, stuffed him at the rim in what will be a classic, all-time iconic game-saving blocks in the playoffs. Daniel, do you still feel good about your prediction of Celtics and six after this game? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see that changing much. Um, that means because they I, win four of the next five. Yeah, because I said the uh, I, I said the first two games would go one-one. So no matter how it flips, I, I think it's still the same. Um, that was a great game. And I think you'll see, uh, I think you'll see these teams battle. But I, I think in the end, you know, you have a lot of good defensive players, and it takes some good games out of these young guys that Miami Heat have to step up for them to win. So I, I think, in the end, I think these are two good basketball teams. Whether it goes six or seven, I don't think that matters. But I still think it'll go six with um, with, with Boston winning. But about that block, uh, watching it in slow motion, just watching from different camera angles, the greatness of that block is that nobody can complain. It was no way a foul. Neither one of them touched each other. It, uh, Bam's uh, half the back of his hand was in the rim, and so it was. It's crazy how much of a you know how good of a block that was. But it's just so good when there's great basketball plays made. Nobody can complain, and it's just, you know, tip your, tip your cap, you move on. But uh, It was literally, bam, like, it was literally like force versus force. I yes, don't know. It was, it was awesome. I don't know how Bam did not break his wrist because yeah. Jason Tatum was going in there with he, absolute hammering. intent to destroy yeah. all life within a 10-mile yeah. radius. And Bam yeah. went up there with the offhand. And, I mean, it's bent all the way back. I don't know how right. it's not broken. At least it's got to be sprained. Maybe we should look at a gambling <laughs> opportunity for that in game two. Because there's yeah. no way Banzer isn't sprained. If it's not, mm. that man has some explaining to do why his wrist is so strong. I'm not going <laughs> to allude to anything. But uh, Cody, you we all said Celtics in this series. Have you flip-flopped at all, or are you still for Celtics? I'm still fe- I'm still feeling the Celtics here. I think that uh, they'll bounce back from you know they just played a long series, so. Thanks for your contribution. I think that they'll. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely think that you know they're they're an incredible Bam out of bio block 
away from forcing a second overtime. So, all bets are off then. That's for sure. The second overtime. Um, yeah. I I do have to say with my every time I like giving that game seven theory right. The team that play has played the longest with the turnaround game one. I like to pick them to win game one. I will say this. Most times, not every time, most times that that theory has not come through and the team that has taken a week off wins and it turns around and actually wins game one coming off the rust usually wins the series pretty fast. Usually it's in like five or six. So I don't know if it's just because it was an evenly matched team and it was just one of those games Truly was a coin toss flip at the end. Like you said, Cody, a block away from another overtime or uh, mm-hmm. just a front rim shot by Jason Tatum from being over in regulation. But most yep. of the time, when I give this theory out and they don't win game one, it's usually a pretty short series. So I'll be interested. I still believe Celtics win. I still think they are the overall better team. But... Kimba Walker, once again, like he's never been here before. Oh, wait, he hasn't. Gets outplayed by Goran Dragic, who had like 26 points or something like that. And what what kind of the biggest thing that stuck out to me with Kimba in ISO, obviously the Heat have done their work with game film. Like that's how Spolster came up through the ranks. He was a big game film guy. They, you can tell they know Kimba's every move. Like Kimba has like three patterned, like patented moves, and you know every defender on the Heat knows it, and you can see it too. He's just not getting the shot from the moves that he usually goes to. So I think yeah. that is something interesting to monitor as we go forward. But I still am with y'all. I think Celtics win. I just give that little slight caveat that when this does happen. Typically, it means that the Heat are probably going to win five or six. So, I don't know. We'll just see. But we put it off long enough. Let's talk about the Nuggets-Lakers. Right off the bat, Cody, you have been Lakers from day one. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. every like we understand argumentation, right? Like, mm-hmm. the Lakers, everyone does this with every champion. We did it last year with the Raptors and the Warriors being injured. Oh, the Lakers had the easiest road. They got lucky because the Clippers were bounced early. They got a Rockets team where Daniel House got kicked out of the bubble. They got a Portland Trailblazers team as an eight seed who was on one leg and everybody was super tired and injured and, and Dame Lillard was and gone. Defend me, you and Daniel. And so we understand argumentation here. Are the Nuggets a legitimate threat to the Lakers, or are the Lakers fortunate to be here? Uh, I definitely think the Nuggets are a credible threat to the Lakers. Do you think this is a long series or a short series? I think... I think it will it will start out to look like it's going to be a short series. Okay. And then it possibly will get longer as all the series that the Nuggets have participated in have done. So, would you be like, oh, worried as done. a Lakers fan if the Nuggets won game 1 and game 2? 
<laughs> yep. Oh yeah, I would totally be worried if the, if the Nuggets rip off win the first two games, then yeah, of course you're worried. But I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> the Lakers have have something that the Clippers do not, and that is LeBron James. And that's basically the end of the debate for you, right? <laughs> I mean, kind of, but like LeBron also gets his teammates involved and takes over the game when he needs to, but makes the right basketball plays all the time. And like, if, if the Clippers issue was chemistry, which they have alluded to multiple times, then like, I don't think that's the issue for the Lakers. Hmm. Daniel, the Lakers seem like more of a team. What do you, what are your thoughts on this? Is this a nuggets, just a team of destiny now, a bubble destiny team, or Mm -hmm. is it, is the magical run about to be done? You know, that's, so that's the issue is I, I know they played close games this year, and I think that these teams are probably a little closer than what people probably outside look at because, um, honestly, you have LeBron, so there's really nobody to match up with him per se. But, I man, these, these, these Nuggets teams just continue to keep coming back, and I feel like Jokic can – play on Anthony Davis size on size pretty well. So I think it's LeBron and then I think it's Jamal Murray. And so whoever enforces their will and the way Jamal Murray is playing, he there's nobody on that team besides LeBron that could stop him. So does LeBron want to spend that much time guarding him every game? So in the end, I obviously want to go with LeBron and the Lakers just because they're the much better team. But I give this to the Nuggets. I think they're bubble destiny. Whoa! I think they knock off the Lakers. And I think, why not? Let's just, everybody's been doubting them the whole time. So let's keep the train going, baby. <laughs> Team of Destiny. We don't even have to do a breakdown of the series anymore. We can just end the episode right there. <laughs> Cody, you got anything to plug? Uh, just. I'm um... just kidding. We're doing the matchups. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> let's I'm just rolling some... with the joke. Let's <laughs> let's just talk about the matchups here. It's. It's weird, right? Because the Nuggets can actually start different pieces. Like, Torrey Craig started some games. Monte Morris has started some games. Michael Porter Jr. started some games. Gary Harris is back now. He's starting most of them. But there's not like a one-versus-one like matchup you can do because the point guard for the Lakers is LeBron James. And if you're just doing matchup a matchup position-wise, he's not going up against Jamal Murray, I wouldn't think. So... I, I don't know how we can compare and contrast these teams. Maybe we should just talk about the teams individually, but typically for the starters so far we've seen in the playoffs for the Nuggets, it's Jamal Murray, Gary Harris since he's back, Paul Millsap, Jeremy Grant, and Nikola Jokic. My problem is Nikola Jokic in this playoffs is averaging – about 26 points, almost 10 rebounds, almost 6 assists. Will he be able to have that kind of production against Anthony Davis? Anthony Davis is different than going against Zubach and Montrez Harrell, who's 4 inches shorter than him. 
Anthony Davis actually matches up with him size-wise and is also more athletic and faster. So, is Jokic going to get the kind of shots he wants? Because in the regular season, the Lakers won the series 2-1. The one game the Nuggets won, LeBron did not play, I didn't think. In one of those losses against the Lakers, it went to overtime. And the Lakers won in overtime. And then they the Lakers beat them one time in the bubble restart. So technically, 3-1 and one on the season with them. Jokic did not have great games. I think he only scored 20 to 22 points once out of those four times. AD effectively kept him in the mid-teens for all the games. Daniel, is this an issue... Because Jokic does everything for the Nuggets. I know we're going to talk about Jamal Murray here, but Jokic is really kind of the driving force of this. Murray gets all of his shots off of Jokic passing and off his screen and pick and rolls. So do you think this is truly just a bad matchup for Jokic with AD? Or do you think he can just he's a phenomenal player and is going to beat anybody that stands in front of him? Yeah, I'd say regular season uh, Jokic is a little bit different than bubble playoff. Jokic. He also lost a ton of weight before it. Yeah, I, yes, I think AD will cause him issues. And also, you know, they can always throw one of these other bigger bodies to kind of bang on Jokic a little bit. Um, I think it will cause him more issues than this rat than than this matchup was with whoever he was, you know, was gardening. Um, and so whether it was Jeff Green or Montresero, whoever, or Zubac or whoever. Um, but I think that he's playing at a higher level now than he was and he had been during the regular season. So I think he'll still, you know, get his games. In some games he will go off more than others. But I don't think you're going to see, uh, you know, him playing at a high clip consistently because AD is still very good defensively. And you won't be able to see him do some of these little passes because AD's arms are so long uh, or just, you know, kind of get up those shots, you know, as easily because AD's very good. So I I do see him coming back down to earth a little bit, but I wouldn't say it's a fall, uh, a a big fall for him to come down uh, statistics-wise. Now, Cody, just a surprise question here. How old do you think Jokic is? Isn't he like 25? He is 24 years old. Wow. I would have said 30. How, how old do you think Jamal Murray is? Jamal Murray is like 22. He's 22. 23. Wow. So we got a 24-year-old and a 22-year-old, both of them have averaging. a basketball podcast. We should know stuff like that. <laughs> 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 they are both averaging 26 points per game. They are both taking a combined 13 three-pointers a game in the playoffs. What would you guess their combined three-point percentages on 13 threes attempted per game? 45%. Almost exactly 48%. (laughs) Wow. Jamal Murray is almost shooting 50% from three in the playoffs on seven attempts a game. He is shooting .495 from threes. Jokic is shooting .463. Absolutely blistering pace. 
Now, Daniel, like we like we said, the defense of the Lakers. This is what the Lakers. That's what they hang their hat on. Is this defense? Do you right. think if the Lakers take away, uh, not only take it away, but can they take away the Denver Nuggets threes from these two players? You still think the Nuggets can do this? Yeah, uh, I do because I, I don't think the core uh, that surround uh, both LeBron and AD they're not that great, and I think that you know these you know I think the the they're playing very well as a team, and I think that I would take that chemistry over anybody else's team right now just for the simple fact that. They're actually playing well, playing together, and they're kind of playing on a string is the old adage. So I would say, uh, yeah, uh, you'll get your shots because the Lakers, they're good defensively, but they're not, like, awesome. Like, you know, they're one of the best defensive teams ever. So they did lose uh, some you know, some players, too, here. And now they have J.R. Smith. Yeah. is uh, You know, Deion Waiters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, but they're yeah, not going to play. <laughs> I, I, I still think they get their shots. Um, any of them can shoot over Alex Caruso all day. Now, I don't know how the Lakers are going to match up because, you know, they talked about AD moving to the center, and he just does not want to do that. So, obviously, LeBron AD in there. I assume Kentavious Caldwell Pope starts with Danny Green. Yeah. I don't know if y'all think that Rondo's going to start, but... Is that enough shooting? Isn't Rondo better equipped to come off the bench in this series? And then I'm not sure who the fifth is. Is it going to be JaVale McGee, or do you think it's going to be Markeith Morris for matchup-wise, Cody? I think it'll probably be Morris. You think they're going to play Markeith just to go against Jeremy Grant or JaVale on Grant, or are they going to throw JaVale on Jokic so AD can kind of hide on someone else like Jeremy Grant? Well, I mean, I don't know that they necessarily have him hiding, but I think, like, if you have JaVale in, possible, I, I'm flipping my position. I think they'll play JaVale because he can guard Jokic, and you can have Anthony Davis be able to play a little bit more of, like, a free safety kind of. And he can guard, like, Paul Millsap or something like that. Yeah, and he can be free to roam around and kind of disrupt. So, if what do you th- – let's just get to the very basis of this. What do you think is the main kind of thing that will give the Clippers a win in this series? Uh, LeBron James car accident. <laughs> <laughs> that will cause them to lose if he's a car accident? <laughs> no, the Nuggets will win. Oh. <laughs> It'd have to be like LeBron would have to get a DUI driving around like the Disney campus for... <laughs> Are they driving around? I don't far? think so. The that's, why I'm, that, that's the point I'm making. It's probably not going to happen. Daniel, what about you? What would be... What do you think is the thing that kind of decides this series? You know, um, I don't think there's any one thing that decides this series besides LeBron being LeBron. I, I think... If he plays at the high level that he is, the kind of caliber player that he, where he can put up, you know, bukus of points and it can affect the game defensively, I think that's why the Lakers would win. Um, if the if for some reason the Nuggets can pull this off, it's because it's a team win. I don't think it will have anything to do 
with one certain person. I think you'll see Jamal Murray consistently put up 30-plus points. I think you'll see Jokic put up a triple-double. Uh, they're going to have to have that for them to win these games because it's going to take a lot of those two guys. But I think they have a better surrounding cast than the Lakers do, personally. So I think a good team win for the Nuggets, LeBron James for the Lakers. I uh, I think you make a great point with the team concept. I do think it is going to be about can the Nuggets role players and guys staying around the perimeter while Murray and Jokic are doing the two-man game, can they hit the open shots that they're going to get? If they can consistently hit those, the Nuggets have a real shot. If the Lakers are able to close out and rotate on them and they can't get those shots and force them to be drivers, I think this could be a pretty easy series for the Lakers. But the biggest problem I thought the Clippers had was that they just didn't have this dynamic guard, you know, that could drive and kick and create mismatches well, the Lakers kind of have the ultimate mismatch point guard in LeBron James. Right. So I think it's kind of the same formula that we saw the Lakers do against the Rockets. Obviously, the the uh, Nuggets will be able to put up a little bit more of a matchup size-wise fight than that. Maybe their strategy will be to turn everyone else into a shooter. I think that's what it's going to have to be. I'm curious who the X factor will be in this series because it feels like whoever wins this series is based on like one guy getting hot for the series. Right. Right. So for the nuggets is Michael Porter jr. Going to have a averaging 20 points a game this series. If they do, are they, do they, are they have a real shot? Are they going to win? Then vice versa. Does Kyle Kuzma have a huge series if he's averaging 20, 25 points a game, does this series end pretty quickly? Like, that's what it kind of feels like to me because obviously AD and LeBron duo is better than uh, Jokic and Murray, but it's not like Jokic and Murray, they've proven this playoffs that they're not to be taken lightly. So right. averaging 52 points between them, who's the third guy? Yeah. If whoever the third guy shows up for the Nuggets or the Lakers – I think that's going to determine this series. I think it will be a little more competitive than what most people would think. But if the third guy shows up for either team, I think that's what's going to deliver them to the NBA Finals. So, Daniel, you said you had Nuggets. Full seven games? For sure. Uh, There's no way they're pulling it off before then. LeBron would not allow that to happen. Or, that would be three straight ser- seven-game series for the Nuggets. That would be insanity. They got it. Would be insanity. Cody, obviously you're Lakers. Lakers in what? I'm going. Uh, I'm going five here. Lakers in five. I like that call. The, I'm. Lakers are getting the gentleman sweep all around. That is true. They. They. Look, if the first two series say anything, we should bet the house on Nuggets to win Game One. And then the next four on the Lakers. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I guess that's what you're picking again. I'm actually, I really like the Nuggets. Always been a huge Jokic fan. I, I'm i still not sold on the Lakers. But mm. I just don't, like, I. 
I'm so torn because this is just such quick reaction right after the Clippers Nuggets game. So right. I'm f- we got room on the bus. I'm feeling a little, you know, <laughs> I'm feeling a little recency bias, but I think I am gonna have to go with Lakers and six. I think it's a six game series. Lakers gonna win it. Lakers go to the finals, and I think I I, I don't know if the Heat or the Celtics can beat the Lakers, but. I think it's going to be a pretty entertaining finals. So <sighs> I don't feel great about it. My heart says Nuggets, but I'm going to go with Lakers. Anything else? Anything else to say about this series before we close it out? No, I just hope it's good. I I hope both teams show up all every game. That would be nice. <laughs> and we actually get good games. Yes. I can't wait. Till the end of the season when the Lakers win the title and I get to just have an hour's worth of me telling you guys I told you so. <laughs> we did everything we could to prevent this from happening, but... But I would also like to point out that you guys were both real high on the Clippers and look where that got you. Yep, that was a total failure. Thank you, Pandemic P. Damn. I should have known to ne- ever trust Patrick Beverly and a Morris twin on a team with Jermichael Green and Montrezl Harrell, who's six foot six. Should have known. Never, never again. Lou Williams, he's like six foot. Should have known. He, he gone. Hey, hey, just next year. Listen to me. Yeah, nope. we'll listen to you next year. I'm back next year. I appreciate it. I picked it. the Raptors last year and then had picked the worst team in the league this year. So that means next year I'm back to picking the winner again. So I'm going to look ho- look long and hard at this. Why did you? What? So which team did you pick? The Knicks? The Warriors. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Cody, anything to plug for real this time? Uh, for real, just this podcast, you should like, share, rate, and review it. Um, that's a thing that people do with podcasts. <laughs> if you don't do it, then you're just, you're just not a real fan. So if you're a real fan, real fans like, share, rate, and review. <laughs> Fake fans don't do that. <laughs> We're Sparta, fans. part of the lead sports media, still hanging around in there. Mm-hmm. Daniel, what about yeah. you? They haven't gotten rid of us yet. Yep, you can follow me at Daniel Greer. I am about to slide in the bed. My wife is probably wondering where I am. <laughs> she, no, she's not. She's probably asleep. <laughs> no, she's for sure asleep, but you never know. I am at RG Meadows 11. <laughs> we are at Free Basketball 3. Follow the lead sports media at Lead SM. Thanks for tuning in. Hope we get a great Lakers Nuggets series and hope we get six more fantastic games of what we saw tonight in the Celtics heat.